Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. I'm prayerful that this time has been as meaningful to you, considering the kind of year we had. You know, this year was very tough for a lot of people, scary for a lot of people. Um, you know, it was it was a big change for a lot of people. Rachel and I were talking this morning about how much just how much loss people have experienced this year. And I'm not just talking about like death, even though that is a major part of it, but loss and just change. You know, some people's circumstances change drastically. I mean, we experienced a sense of loss because God led us to move to a whole different, you know, region that we've never been to before with our whole family. Well, yeah, but it was more so a sense of mourning. Yeah. That yeah. has taken place throughout the year, mm-hmm. like as it pertains to the loss of, like you said, the familiarity, the familiarity the culture, yeah. mm-hmm. of, of what we've known, but yeah. then also just in the world in general, like right. the world will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Life as we know it will never be the same. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason. And, you know, by whose ever design that was, it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. But the reassuring thing about this whole thing, no matter how many times our life changes or, you know, what we go through in our life, God is never surprised. All these things happen that are shocking to us. Like, oh, my goodness. God never says, OMG. He's never like, oh, quarter of God. What are we going to do now? And he starts scrambling. No, God is eternal. He knows everything. He's all knowing. He's omniscient. So that, that gives us great confidence in the fact that if our hope is in God, that although we are surprised, all we need to do is just ask God to illuminate. What is this supposed to Where? What? How do I fit in this? Where am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to be looking at this? How am I supposed to be moving? Like we talked about in the way beginning, divine wisdom. Lord, give me divine wisdom to be able to navigate through all these things and all these changes. What should I be doing? The most important thing and the most frequent thing that Jesus said to his disciples in the New Testament was fear not. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid. So kind of harnessing our natural propensity to be nervous and fearful about things because there's some scary situations that we face that we need to tell ourselves, remind ourselves, I belong to the Lord. He cares for me. He loves me. And for that reason, I shouldn't be afraid. So today we thought it would be fitting for us to just kind of just reflect on what we have learned about God in 2020. So what 2020, this year specifically, has taught us about God. So as we look forward to the coming year, I pray that everyone gets a glimpse through the keyhole of your future, like we said before, to see that God has a good plan for your life. Like God has an awesome, amazing plan for your life. You have made it to the end of 2020. That means that God is not done with you. That means that God has a lot more for you to accomplish, for you to experience, for you to do to glorify his name. Let that be in your spirit. Let that be um, something that you hold on to as you reflect on your way out of this year and on your way into 2021. Now, I think this year, uh, I don't remember any other year like this year. 
Okay, and I don't know, I, you know, we have people older than us and, and people who have lived through a whole bunch of stuff. But I think in, in, in my short time and few decades of being alive, almost <laughs> four, of being alive, I don't remember anything like this in my entire existence. And it really caused me to kind of, it, it really caused me and challenged my view of God for, for, for several reasons. Um, so, so I just kind of made a list of, of things personally, and the list can go on and on and on, but don't get nervous. Only six things I put on my list, right? <laughs> so six things on, on, on my personal list that I um, have been thinking about that I, I, I believe that I've learned to see God in a new way in. And the first thing is, um, God has plans that we don't know about, <laughs> right? Like God has plans and I'm not even saying plans for us personally, but God has plans for the world globally that we don't know about. And it's sobering to think about that. And the fact that God's plans for the world will also affect me. And it will also affect my perception or my perceived future in God. Yeah. So like, for instance, so we came out here and, you know, God, God helped us. And it was a journey coming out here when it's a venture to coming out here. God knows. Right. But everything that happened to us and happened for us or didn't happen for us on our way to this life change. We had no idea that 2020 would be looking like this. Like this is not how I imagined, you know, us being, being quarantined. I didn't imagine us being out here and then not only away from everybody, but also quarantined like everybody else. Like, what does quarantine mean? That's something from a movie. But it became a real thing. Like, social distancing is a real, it's a real terminology that's going to be in dictionary. Like, mm -hmm. it was created in this season. And it, 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 but all of this was a part of God's plan in the sense that even if God didn't initiate it, he allowed it to happen to work together with the plan that he has for my life that I didn't know about, right? So it's... And, and just also keep like thinking about the fact that, because you said you know, God has plans that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. He's given us a blueprint of how the future will go mm -hmm. as it relates to... Like the last um, days and yeah, the, the I was gonna, Yeah, I was trying to find the right word. I guess like the destiny mm -hmm. of the world. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how that will unfold. So we've read scriptures in, in, in the New Testament and in, in Matthew 24 that talks about the end times, mm -hmm. um, revelations. Mm -hmm. So you've got, you know, all this, the, the thought or, or the prophecies that have been spoken about the end times. But we, we couldn't comprehend or even create an idea of how it would unfold. Right. Yeah. And that I think that's more so like getting yeah. to what you're saying, yeah. like this year has proven what we thought we had figured out, mm -hmm. we do not have figured out. Yeah. And that's for the world and for our future. Mm -hmm. Like the way we thought our, our future, when, when you have a word spoken over you and over your life mm -hmm. and you have an end goal and you think about um, how your future is going to look, you have an idea in your head and that's usually like the finish line. So, you know, you I, I, as a child, you think, okay, I'm going to be married two and a half kids, oh, picket yeah. fence, yep. you know, that's you the end out. goal. Yep. And you don't, you don't think about the steps that lead to that end goal. To get there. Mm -hmm. And, and so you, you've created this whole image, but it look, it could look completely different. So when God speaks a word, 
it's not necessarily the way we're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And and just because it doesn't look that way doesn't mean it hasn't been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing to know um that 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 God is so much higher than us but yet is concerned about us at the same time. So in 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 my learning that God has plans that we have that we could never know the fullness of in those plans he still has us in mind. Right? So I, I at, the, at the same time I think this year has helped me become a lot more humble in my perception of not just my future but his future for the world and that he um cares about the little details as much as he cares about what will affect the whole world. So the second thing and I think probably one of the most profound is life is a vapor. This year I have heard about so many people going into the other world passing away so many people it was like at one point it was like almost every week somebody that we knew or somebody that we had um some kind of connection with was was gone and it just made me think about you know the fact that tomorrow is not promised for none of us and the truth is we don't know when our time is going to be right so so in in that and and I've had the um the privilege of um serving as a chaplain at um at one of the hospitals out here and uh it's really it's really opened up my mind to and this is not to get morbid it's all for a point right <laughs> to 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 uh, to really understand how many people die every day like for me it and it it, it was mind blowing because um, do, doing, doing this side of ministry where not only are you ministering to people like in a format like this, but you're also now going to people's bedside. You're going to people's crisis situations. You're going to people's, you know, um, this person's getting ready to go. They need a chaplain to come, you know, that kind of thing. And being in the trenches, COVID or not, being in the trenches, you really see like the count, the many people and the stories were crazy. Kids, grownups, old people. It, and it was, death was irrespective of the person's life. Irrespective of their health, irrespective of their faith, it didn't matter. People was dying. And I thought about this is one hospital. Imagine the many hospitals, the people that don't make it to the hospital. And, I, and I'm not even trying to like I'm not trying to make this you know, a morbid thing. But at the same time, it taught me the value of life and the value of the time that we have and the value that God has put on the time that we have. So it really showed me like, hey, listen, man, look, tomorrow is not promise. Are you living the best way you can to glorify God every day? Not even every day. How about every hour? No, not even every hour. How about every minute? And then it started to get real to the point where it's like, oh, my goodness, this this is every second. I got to with with every action and every thought. It was just it was it was it was just so for me it was it was mind blowing and, and the many stories and the many times that I um, was moved to tears or I was moved to gratitude like just come home and just hug my family you know if I'm whatever is in my heart against people listen you know it ain't worth it because because you know I can't apologize to someone who's gone I, I there's there's no once once they're once they're there and they're gone and the spirit is gone from that body. They don't see the tears anymore. They don't see, they don't hear, they don't hear your apology. Let's just get it right. 
And that, that's, that's really what this, the second thing I learned about God is God is so concerned about us having relationship with each other peaceably and also having a relationship with him that he will use something as morbid as death to teach us a lesson about life. Mm. He would use the finality of death and a, our loved ones going to help us love the ones we have left. Think about the many relationships that fall through the cracks because we just think we have all this time. Yeah. You know, don't take for granted. We just think we got each other. We just think, oh, well, I just talk to them tomorrow. That, that's all right, man. You know, like, like, let's just go. I'm going to bed. I will deal with that tomorrow. Taking life for granted is probably one of the most arrogant things we can do because we do not know when our time is. And then we don't know what God's purpose in our life is so that we waste that time. And now we're, we're, we're causing other people to not get to know God mm-hmm. or get to come into their purpose because it's all about us. I think it's, it's more so just bringing uh, a level of sobriety like we talked yeah. about last week. Yeah. I mean, going through life with a level of sobriety and, and uh, groundedness mm-hmm. to, that, that will cause you to approach relationships that will cause you to approach decisions and actions with a level of respect mm. and value because you understand this is not, I'm not promised this, mm-hmm. nor do I deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't deserve the breath that I'm taking mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. because I'm expecting to take another one. Yeah. I don't, I don't deserve that. Yeah. If we quietly reflect you know, and I'm, I'm sure that these are our personal things that we have learned from God and saying, Lord, you know, you're God and I'm not, you know, you, you, you're in control and I'm not. And humbling ourselves under that, that we'll be, we may be able to see God for who he really is and then come into a real relationship with him that no one can taint. Like, it's, it's just, this is real between me and God. God is still in control. So no matter what goes on in the world, no matter who passed away that I didn't know, no matter what happened in my life, what I lost, no matter what happened with my family, with my money, with my job, whatever, God is in control. God is sovereign, meaning nothing happened to me without going through God's clearance process for my life. So that means for for many of us who have not been affected as drastically as others, Okay, something to be grateful for. For some of us who have been more affected than others, we have to understand that God has an ultimate plan and a good plan for our lives and that he is in control of how much suffering we're going through as long as we are working with God. We all know that there's some things that we've experienced in our lives, consequences that we have experienced in our lives that was our fault. It was decisions that we made, poor mistakes that we made, things we did that we wanted to just appease ourselves. Be straight up. This is just some of the things that happened. 2020 comes and it comes now and adds pressure to the already debilitated things that we've experienced. Some of us are experiencing things just because we're suffering for God's sake. Right. And he gives us the grace to go through that. Being honest about where you are and where you were and what God has been leading you to do and what you knew you should be doing. All that stuff plays a role in our perception of where we are. God's sovereignty in that says that no matter how many mistakes you've made, God still controls the parameters of how we suffer. 
which is a part of his mercy, is a part of his grace towards us. That yes, some of us have made mistakes. Yes, some of us have made decisions and 2020 came and just knocked us all the way off the rails. But at the same time, some of us have made other decisions in our lives that 2020 has helped to foster. So I think looking at really taking a sober look at this year and looking at our relationship with God, our relationship with other people, um, the relationship with those around us is going to help us to be able to see the silver lining and the blessing that is wrapped up and sometimes hidden for some of us in this year. This year has made us really think about how we need to protect ourselves, right? Like following the three rules that they're now putting out there for us to do. And if you follow these three rules in your own efforts, this is going to help protect you. But think about before these three rules, (laughs) when we were just living our lives, God was protecting us then. And oftentimes when we talk and we talk about our kids and stuff and you know, uh, we're just very protective and mommy is extra protective of of the kitties. And, uh, you know, we can go deeper. But we want to kind of go into that more. But she's she's mother hen. OK, she's very, 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 very protective of the kids and wants them to not have any sniffles or nothing. Nothing. Don't cough. Don't breathe wrong. Don't look. look what's what's wrong with you? That's how she is. And she's like a hawk making sure everything is okay. And we often have a conversation about, okay, no, that's good. It's our job to protect them. But who protects them when we're sleeping? Like who's watching over them when we, our bodies physically have to shut down so that we can rest, so that we can survive? Like who's watching them at night when we're not? When we're sleeping, we have no idea where we are. We, it's eight hours of our life that's gone that we don't know and we will never know. We wake up to a new reality. Who watched the kids at night? And it's like thinking about God's sovereignty and that his divine protection is always working for us. That, that's really that's really what 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 one of the things that I've learned, you know, this year about God. God is faithful. And we talked about the faithfulness of God as one of the fruit of the spirit. And I think that's probably one of the most underrated. Um, I don't want to say disrespected, but disregarded, uh, taken for granted mm-hmm. aspects of God. And that when God says he's going to do something, he does it. And it's and it's not predicated on how we are, what we think, um, what we don't feel like doing. If God says you belong to him, he's going to hold up his end of the bargain, whether you do or not. Mm. God keeps his promise towards you because he makes a promise to himself. So he keeps that promise because of his own faithfulness. And thank God that he's not insecure in the fact that if I do wrong, he's going to do wrong to me or he's going to hold a grudge against me. Right. He's he's not petty. He's not, he's not, he's not shady. He's not, he's petty. not petty. He's not, he's <laughs> God. And thank God for that, that he is not a man and he's not human, that he is a spirit and that he is the most high. And because he's the most high, ain't nobody higher than him. And his faithfulness reflects that, um, in the earth and he keeps his promises. And just to add to that, cause you know, my, my one was God is good. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, apropos to just kind of tag that along because yeah. The whole year that that's kind of been my mantra or yeah. my my go to phrase, because there really is no other way to say it. But God is good and God is faithful. He has literally sustained us, not just us, all of us. He has sustained us. He has kept us. And getting back to my point from earlier, like we think of our future and his promises as being fulfilled one way and he does it another, but that does not mean that he's not faithful to his word. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean he has not fulfilled the promises spoken. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So that that idea of God being faithful has taken on a whole new meaning, yeah. seeing it unfolded before our eyes. Like we, it doesn't look the way we thought it was going to look, but you still, when you s- step back and think about it, God, you really did. I got everything I need. Yeah, I you really know did perform everything you said you were going to do. It's not exactly how I thought, but it's still done. Yeah. So you're faithful. You're faithful to your word. That's Whatever crazy. you say, yeah. you do. Yeah. And I, and I think we need all, as God's people, and as people who are aspiring to know God better, I think taking God at his word is at the foundation of a healthy relationship with the Lord. And that if he said it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. And the thing about what, when God says something or, you know, when we feel like God is, is trying to show us something, our imagination creates a certain way it should happen. Right. That's what, it ha- that's what it does. And if it doesn't look like what we thought it would, the temptation to doubt God yeah. becomes a reality. Yes. We, 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 we're tempted to be like, well, maybe I, maybe I missed it or maybe. No. 2020 taught us that God cares for us and has a future for our lives. God cares for me. How do I know he cares? Because there were many moments that I was afraid this year. There were many moments that I was overwhelmed by uncertainty. There were many moments this year where I was concerned about the future. How are we going to take care of the family? How are we going to do this? How am I going to do what I believe you called me to do? How are we going to be able to get through this with all this change that has happened right before You know, all this change happened right before this big change happened. And it's funny, this year really tested my faith. Like you you got all the things to say, John. You got got all the nice things to say about God. You got all the good things to say and all that. You can tell people about God, but now you live in this thing and you're in the thick of it, right? So you're in the thick of living this thing out. But you're worried. But you're fearful. But you're anxious. That you're feeling all these things inside. And yeah, you feel like you got to be the strongest one. You got to be the one to support everybody and be the one to have the answer and one to pray and one to do all this other stuff. But in John looking inside of himself, I had to really tell God, Lord, straight up, I'm terrified. This is nuts. This is crazy. And God proves his care for me and that he reassures us that he's with us at the moment of our fear. And I have to say, every time I felt like I was overwhelmed, I was confused. There's some deaths that happened this year that I was like, what? How? What? No. Now, come on. That's crazy. Again, certain things happen in, this, in, in, our, in our life, even coming through this whole process. Really? You letting that happen? And us turning our hearts to God together, leaning on each other, leaning on people who have faith, has really taught me that not only does God love me, but he cares for me, that he's concerned about me. And there's things that he has to allow to happen in his sovereign plan. But as long as I stay under his shadow and stay close to him in the storm, he's going to hide us and protect us from what would otherwise destroy us or cause us to draw destroy ourselves. So God has a plan for us and God cares for us. And the fact that we're still here is evidence that he has a future for us. We're not a casualty of 2020. God has a plan for us in the coming days. He has a purpose 
for us in the coming days. And he's invested and he's committed to that purpose for us in the coming days. And I, I would just encourage everyone to look at, try not to, you know, I, I think that the, the prevailing thought and the prevailing idea from this year is that, you know, people are constantly saying things like, oh, we need to just trash 2020 or just throw the whole year mm-hmm. away or this year was the worst year and ever. Was this year challenging? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Was it painful? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it terrifying at times? Yes. But it was not all bad. So mm-hmm. I encourage, you know, you to look at the year through the lens of gratefulness yeah. at the fact that, like you said, we're still here and God took care of us the entire time. And we're in a place with God that we weren't in in Absolutely. 2019 Absolutely. or 2018. Or there's a realization and a, an awareness about life and God that you did not walk into this year with. Mm. Mm. I'll speak for myself that I did not walk into 2020 with mm-hmm. that. The, the year has taught me going out of it mm. that I can now take with me for the rest of my life. Wow. And I, I've been born and raised in church. Mm-hmm. So to, to be able to have an awareness of God that I have never ever had before yeah. and to be in a place and in my relationship with him that I've never experienced before. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. It's, it. It stinks not being able to see my family as much as we had hoped and we would like to. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not, doesn't feel good to not be able to socialize and do the things that were common just a year ago. But the, the take back, the trade off, yeah, the trade off. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So, again, going back to God is good. This yeah. year has not been all bad. So, you know, I just encourage you to think of it that way. God used 2020 to reintroduce himself to a lot of us. And it was um, we still have an opportunity to reflect and quiet our minds and our hearts and redirect our efforts now away from what we want and now turn our hearts towards, all right, God, so what's next for me? What do you have for me to do? How is my life and my living going to impact the world? Like, what does my life mean in the grand scheme of your story for the world. Mm. Bigger living now. It's bigger living. This 2020 has globalized a problem. So now the Holy Spirit wants to globalize us. What is God's purpose for you for the globe? So in the coming year, I believe it's going to be a year of coming into purpose. Coming into personal purpose. Like, what am I here for? That God will allow you to see the possibility that he has something for you, something not only for you, but for you to do. So we love all of you dearly and may God's grace be on you. May God's richest blessings be upon each and every one of you that as you go towards God's purpose, that everything that you could ever dream, everything that God has purposed for you, that it overwhelms you. 
that you're like, God, it's coming too fast, that God will shower you with his blessings, shower you with his grace, shower you with his favor, man, drown you in his blessings. That is our prayer for you, that as you seek God and as you turn your heart towards God and you honestly seek after the Lord's will for your life, you give your life to the Lord and you allow Christ and his love to permeate your being, that everything that God has for you will be yours. So I'm going to pray, Lord, and we thank you and we praise you for this time. We thank you for every listener, every person who has participated, every word that has been spoken this year, everything that you have allowed us to see about you, to learn about you, to understand about you. Thank you for the things you've allowed this year to teach us, for it's taught us how merciful you are, how much you care for us, Lord, how sovereign you are how you are in absolute control of everything. And though we feel out of control, you're not surprised. Most importantly, it has shown us that you have a great and amazing plan for our lives, plans for good and not evil to give us hope and a future. You're sovereign God, you're merciful God, you're faithful God. We thank you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for every single person that you would cause us to allow this year to continue to teach us about you, that we might humble ourselves under your mighty hand, That when you're ready and that we're ready, you will reveal to us what we are to do for you. Make us a blessing, Lord. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.